Welcome to the Always Great Podcast. It's your host, Asa and Chase, back with another episode. Um, Today, we have a special guest by the name of Carlos Rivera, who is the host of the Simple Lifestyle Podcast. Carlos, how are you doing today? Doing fantastic, boys. How y'all doing? Pretty good. Pretty good. good. Excited to be here. Awesome, man. So like, let's get started with uh, just giving us a bio and a little bit of the background to your show and like how you got started with that. Yeah, absolutely. So again, uh, thank you guys for the great intro. My name is Carlos Rivera. I'm a student at A&M, currently a senior. And earlier this year, well, really earlier in college when I was introduced to podcasts, I've always thought they were a fantastic platform and something that I always wanted to get involved in. But I never really knew uh, what it took to create a podcast. I didn't know how to really get started, even though there's a ton of, you know, tutorials online. At times, it seemed overwhelming to just start. So I uh, one day I was walking towards the direct. I was going to go work out with a friend, and I see a booth for uh, the Mindless Millennials podcast. And I had uh, I had met the the host of that podcast before, uh, Bailey Mullins, and I, I thought it was a great opportunity just to network real quick since I had already had in mind that I wanted to start a podcast. So went up to his booth. We talked, and he said that he's starting an organization called the Collegiate Content Creators. And he's looking for more people in the team. So I said, hey, man, I would love to join and help. And I mentioned to him that I wanted to start a podcast. And he said, hey, man, I'll help you out. So from there, that's where things really took off. Um, he he told me the basic things about starting a podcast, that it wasn't as complicated as people made it seem to be, and that you really just got to get a setup and a few simple softwares and that you were ready to go. So that was really encouraging for me to really start out. And uh, when I started, it was roughly a few a few weeks before South by Southwest. So I wanted to really get content out so I could have some things to promote uh, when we were at the festival in Austin. And so I released five episodes uh, within a week just to really have content out for uh, for South by. And what I learned was that at the beginning, I wanted to just keep it generalized. You know, the Simple Lifestyle podcast, I just wanted it to be a platform where other people share how they have simplified their lives through different mentalities, different mindsets that's established, different experiences that have shaped the way they think. So very generally, you know, uh, speaking, but it was a it was a platform for other people to really express themselves, uh, how they've accomplished the things they've accomplished. And typically my guests are regular people within my network, no, people, not necessarily people that are uh, famous in any way or have awards, just people who have, you know, learned how to simplify their lives through, through different habits and whatnot. And I also share some of my thoughts on there. It's kind of like a blog for me, kind of like a journal. Um, right, yeah. I don't like to write. I do just do the podcast as a, as a medium of expressing my, my thoughts and things I've learned. Gotcha. Okay. So, um, you mentioned like you got started like right before, uh, South by Southwest. Um, how did mm-hmm. you go about promoting it while you were there? So I didn't want to be the guy, you know, handing out, I had, I had flyers that I printed out, uh, for my show. I didn't want to be that guy just handing them out to, to everyone I saw, you know? So as I was networking with people, um, I, I try to, focus on networking with people more than just promoting it. But what I would do is every time I would meet someone um, and they would, if, if they would share something about themselves, uh, you know, a business card or anything, 
uh, I didn't necessarily have a business card. I would, you know, add them on LinkedIn if anything, but I I would give them a flyer for my podcast as a way to essentially promote, right? I felt like it was a more intimate connection with the person that uh, that I was meeting, um, not, you know, a random person that I had, you know, no interaction with whatsoever. So one, I did get really lucky at one of the, the, the workshops I went to. Um, it was actually for for Anchor. The um, the CEO of Anchor was speaking along with uh, a representative from Google and another company. Um, I can't for, I can't remember. But shout were, out to Anchor though. That's uh, that's who's hosting our podcast. Yeah, so yeah. Shout Anchor, out to them. Anchor is fantastic. I I heard about the platform after I had started my podcast. So I I, I you know I haven't made the transition yet, but I am planning on doing so in the future because I think it's it's great. It's free. And I mean, you guys are using it and it's helped you so far. So yeah, shout out to them. And the CEO is a really, really nice guy. Um, so that talk was really interesting, but my biggest, my, the biggest takeaway from that was that, you know, we were, we were allowed to ask questions and when they, when they asked for the public, if anyone had any questions, no one stood up and I was like, this is my, my opportunity. So I went and I was the first to ask a question. I told him that I had started my podcast and I asked him uh, the, the question specifically to the CEO of Anchor. And he was like, hey, man, like you're already up here on the mic. You know, might as well give yourself a little bit of a plug. So I got a chance to basically announce it to like the hundreds of people that were there. And I'm sure that was, you know, streamed live on a few devices. So it was a great opportunity just to announce it and promote it on the spot and kind of tell them my, my goals with the podcast. So it was a really cool experience to have that. And uh, I really want others to to be able to do that as well. Oh, that's really awesome. Man. That, that, that kind of worked out really well for you. So um, how many episodes have you put out now? Um, 16. 16 episodes. That's quite a, lot, quite a few. Nice. Um, which, what's been one of your favorite episodes? Favorite guests? What'd you learn from that one? So for my, one of my favorite guests, I would have to say was my friend, Tyler, Tyler Wooten. Um, so he, he has done something really, really cool. He, if you, if you are a student at A and M and you walk in through the MSC entrance um, from Kyle Field, on the right side you will see uh, essentially a platform with a three D printed Braille map of campus. So this is for visually impaired and blind students to to help them better navigate through campus. And he was the the, the guy with the idea, and he was just in a, an engineering class he had and. He put this project together as, you know, something for a class, but little did he know that eventually that project would turn into a nonprofit organization that he started. And now with the team that he has, is it's it's spread across other universities. He's helping other other schools um, install these on their campus to help their their students as well. And I, th- I thought it was a fantastic project. I learned a lot from just the whole 3D printing process itself and the whole, the whole meaning behind uh, what he's trying to do with it. And I, I loved it. I loved the episode. I, I truly learned that I personally f- learned a lot, you know. Yeah. With all my guests, there's always something different that I learn. And it's really a conversation, you know. Uh, that's what I've really noticed with these with these interviews. It's just really a conversation. And, you know, you get to ask things that you're genuinely curious about. So with that episode, I felt I even got a lot of uh, great feedback from other people saying, hey, man, like I actually also learned a lot from it. Um, I think you did a great job and that, you know, his information was very valuable. So it was actually a really fun episode to make. So I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, that's really awesome. I would, uh, I think we, we only, I think we have four episodes out right now and number five is coming this week. So I'm like, I'm super excited to get to that point and have an episode that stands out to me like that as well. 
I like because interviewing people and just talking, having these conversations, like super, it's it's different than a regular conversation because I feel like when we're out in general, we're having conversations with people that are not very focused or pointed. Like we're distracted very easily by these other things. But when we sit down for a podcast, we are very focused on what we're doing because it's it's more it's it's not just a regular conversation, you know. And so for that sense, I feel like the conversations become very meaningful very quickly, especially with you know the right people. So I, yeah, I really, I really like this process and I'm super excited to see where it goes. Carlos, earlier you mentioned that um, kind of a big theme in your podcast is about is talking to people who have simplified their lives in some way. What was the inspiration to have that as your theme? So I've, I've actually felt that in college, I've kind of always had, I've felt like I've always had too much on my plate. But when I really look back at it, it's not really that much, and I, I know I can handle it, but I've realized that at the core of it all, you know, my my foundation, my myself, my 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 personal development and self awareness um, have not always been the best. You know, I've I've been usually very unclear about what I want. Um, I have not been the best with in the past about my habits and what I do uh, to improve myself daily, and. When I started listening to podcasts, you know, podcasts like Lewis, uh, the one from Lewis House, Tim Ferriss, Gary Vaynerchuk, they always talk about self-awareness and, you know, creating the better person um, and just becoming the best person you can be through different habits and different mentalities. And it really inspired me to kind of take that similar approach and basically explore how other people are doing it, you know, locally um, within my network. Um, And I felt like a lot of the things that I learned from them, I've been able to implement and have helped me tremendously. Even though I'm still not implementing them all today, I felt that even a lot of people who I've talked to who listened to my to my show said, hey, man, you know, now I'm reading one book a month and it's it's changed the way I, I uh, I'm learning and, you know, thinking about anything in general. And I've had people tell me that they've actually downloaded some of the apps that I recommended for meditation and for um, and for that. There's one app that I that I use that tracks the amount of time you're on your phone. So being aware of how much time I'm, you know, honestly wasting through social media and just anything on the phone in general um, has been able to. It's been good to be self-aware of the time where my my time is going. So the inspiration really came from you know feeling that I was lacking in some things that I knew that others were better at and that I could learn from. And that's really what's, what helped me kind of, you know, go through the whole process and, and take me to where I am today. So with all of that learning that you've done and like getting more, getting to be more productive and self-aware and all that type of stuff, um, what are you trying to do with that, with all of that improvement, self-improvement you're doing? That's a good question. I think Overall, I just want to be at my best at all times. You know, I, I honestly believe just that. Just for whatever you, comes your way, huh? Yeah, because I mean, if I feel like if I'm not at my best, um, if I'm not at my best, I won't be able to lead a group my best. I won't be able to perform the best in, you know, honestly, any area of life. I think it's really at the core of the pyramid, at the at the base. You know, like if, if, the, if the base of the pyramid is flimsy and not stable, then anything that comes on top of it is just going to collapse eventually. So I feel that as we move on through college and transition through these years into, you know, bigger and better things, uh, after graduate, after we graduate, there's always going to be pressure for a lot of things. There's always going to be th- other things you want to get involved with and a lot of things you want to balance. So I feel like overall, I just want to have 
I want to establish good enough habits now and mentalities are going to help me personally in the future because I know how things are going to go later on and I know I'm going to be wanting to pursue multiple things at once and I don't want to just have uh, all these cluttering in my mind and just in my life. So just think, thinking long term, I want to be able to establish core foundations now to help me with my pursuits later on in life. Gosh, that makes sense. That, that really goes hand in hand with one of my favorite quotes too, which is uh, luck is just opportunity meeting preparation. And that's kind of exactly what you're doing here. You're just spending all this time getting prepared. And then eventually this opportunity is going to come your way and you're going to be able to take advantage of that because of all the preparation and work that you've put in to uh, better yourself. So you're going to, yeah, you're exactly. going to end up at a crossroads with two or three paths that you want to take. And you're going to be at a place where you can definitely take like all three of those together. Um, and that, that's really powerful because it, it's hard to be able to, it's hard enough to do anything really well at a high level of productivity. Um, and being able to manage multiple things would be super impressive and very beneficial. Yeah, what, I, what, I completely agree. That's a fantastic quote, by the way. I don't know who says it. I always like get mad at myself for not looking it up and not knowing <laughs> who, who originally said it because it's one of my favorite quotes for sure. So what's been one of the like the best tips individually that you've gotten from the guests that you've had on the show? Like if if you could sum it like everything up, you're gonna take one thing away from all 16 episodes, what would it be? Hmm. Okay. I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna need a minute for that one. Um let's see. There was one guest in particular, um who uh her name is Miranda. And she was our, our previous advisor for the Collegiate Content Creators. And she she is a fantastic, fantastic woman. She, you know, she's a mother of five, a professor, um, a life coach, runs her own business. I think she has her own podcast now. And she manages all this and, um, and also wakes up around 5 a.m. every day. And that, I just, I wanted to just know how she did it, you know, how she how she found the drive to to do all these things and be able to balance everything. And uh, I'm trying to remember correctly what exactly she said. There's like three key words that she she lives by. And one of them was intensity, right? So whenever she was doing something, she kind of gave it her all during that moment and made sure that one thing was done right. And it was, she was giving her a full focus at the one thing. So if it was a workout, if it was a conversation, if it was, you know, lecturing, if it was with her, with her kids, she would be all in and present in the moment um, and going all, all full force in whatever she was doing. And I felt that that was really, really interesting because being, being able to do that, you know, being able to give your full focus these days is really, really hard because there's so many distractions around us, right? Whether it's a cell phone, whether it's, you know, anything, anything that you're like, as you're browsing through your phone, no, any notification that pops up, that's an immediate distraction. You know, it, it drives a little, a, a shot of dopamine in your brain and, and it gives you a little bit of a boost, but it also distracts you from what you we were previously doing. And what she said, it was really interesting. And I, I'm going to look back and I'm going to re, re-listen to that episode and, um, really remember what she said, but intensity was one of the key things that I learned. I really like that focusing on that one task until giving it all your effort until it's finished at a really high level. I like that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's all about the intensity and the focus. Yeah. Um, so I kind of already asked this, what you're trying to work on and just be prepared for, but like if you could pick any, anything that you wanted to do and like, financial burden wasn't an issue at all, what would it be? 
if we're thinking like if we're talking like professionally, um, yeah. You know, I've always thought it was uh, really cool to be a pilot. Um, oh, really? As a kid, I, I never, I never, I wasn't that kid that would, you know, look up in this sky and be like, oh, I'm going to be there one day. You know, it wasn't really like that. But I've always thought that just having that bird's eye view and that perspective and just being able to, you know, be the captain of that ship and just kind of, you know, be the one that's helping people get to a different destination, like physically, you know, get from one place to another and also having that amazing perspective from up there. I always thought it was a really cool thing. So is that something that I that I have kept in mind for, you know, if whatever current pursuits I have don't work out, maybe at one point I'll go to pilot school and, and see where things take me. Carlos, I think it's super interesting the way you worded that, that you want to be the person that gets people from point A to point B, because I feel like you're kind of already doing that with your podcast right now. Um, you mentioned earlier that you had people come up to you and say that they implemented some of the things that you talked about, or they downloaded some of the apps that you suggested. And with what you're doing right now, you're definitely helping people get from kind of a before to an after in terms of um, personality and mentality. So I think that's really cool that that kind of idea is something that you want to stick with moving forward in your life. Thank you, Chase. That's actually something I subconsciously didn't you know, think about, but thank you so much. That's a, that's a fantastic point. And now I wanted to ask you, do you consider yourself um, a creator? Like, is that a, yeah, is that a I, title that you own? I, I believe so. I think I, I do think I'm a creator. Ever since I was a kid, I've always been involved in some kind of um, task that requires a little bit of creativity. I don't think it's, I don't think I'm necessarily a creative person by nature. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there are people who might be considered natural uh natural creatives, but I think it's something that I've kind of developed and kind of grown over time, kind of like a muscle. It's something I've kind of worked on over the years and not necessarily on one specific um, creative outlet, but kind of a little bit of everything. I used to paint when I was a kid. Um, I have a few paintings that I've actually sold with two family members when I was, you know, like seven or six. And I I took drawing classes when I was little. Um, I've been playing violin basically my whole life since I was five. So all these things have been, in a way, uh, my creative outlets. And in college, I I got to a point where I was like, you know, I did orchestra for so long, um, where I was recreating other 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 pieces of music. You know, learning how to read notes and. It was it was a fantastic uh, experience, and I loved it, and it helped me get the skills that I currently have. But it got to a point where I thought, hmm, you know, I think music production would be something really cool to take on, maybe as a hobby. I know it'll take some time to to adjust to the whole transition from just you know being able to play an instrument to actually creating your own music, not necessarily just through the violin, but just music production in general. So. I think now that I actually have started producing some music, um, nothing completely established, some, nothing, something I'm going to put out on SoundCloud just yet, but I have just been, you know, just dabbling with it and exploring um, how it is, how music production is as a, as a medium outlet. And I've talked to Asa about it and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be definitely seeking some mentorship from him soon to, to help me, you know, get through the basics of it. But I definitely think having the title of a creator is something very honorable. So I, uh, I am proud to say that I consider myself a creator. You know, I, I think it's really important to point out too um, that you said it's like a muscle and I can 100% agree with that because my entire life, like I really didn't do anything creative. I tried to play piano. I like, got my mom put me in lessons and I was in like second, third grade. 
And then I didn't really stick with it after that. Um, so I, I never really had that creative outlet. But since I've been doing music and really starting to exercise that muscle, um, I, I've been more creative and I have more ideas that are definitely creative. So I think it's important to realize that like, maybe if you haven't ever been creative, that doesn't mean you can't be. And I think that's important to, to realize because not a lot of people do. Like, I definitely was stuck in the mindset that I'm not that creative of a person. I'm never going to have that because it's just, it's not the way I'm built. But I think it's definitely something you can, you can exercise and uh, improve. Yeah, absolutely. I and mean, I think people get discouraged sometimes, you know, they think, oh, you know, I don't consider myself a creative person, but I've heard it from a few times. And the most recent time where I heard it um, was uh, through a presentation um, of Chris Westfall. He's actually the the U.S. elevated pitch champion. Um, he's coached people into Shark Tank and other competitions as well. And from his presentation, he's, he talked about the number one uh, skill that an entrepreneur needs is creativity. It's the most crucial, crucial skill. And it is a skill, right? Not all skills are natural. Some skills are like like we talked about or worked on and learned. So I feel like when people are discouraged um, and by them not being creative, I just think they just haven't worked on it enough. That's interesting. Yeah, that, that's so true. Because being an entrepreneur, like you have to be, you're, you're going to face so many different issues that you can't solve if you're stuck in the same mindset. You have to be able to be creative and think about these things in a lot of different ways in order to come up with the best plan of action when you come across a problem or just try or just trying to improve in general. Exactly. Yeah. Like cre- creativity, it can't be overstated. It's it's so crucial to any walk of life or any path that you're trying to take. I agree. For anything, anything really. Yeah. How would you guys define creativity? Like a quick short definition. I think creativity is I think creativity is essentially being able to have multiple thoughts and ideas and being able to create something completely new from a lot of little pieces. You know, it's kind of like, um, you know, kind of like a fruit salad. Well, it's like a smoothie, right? You have all these ingredients and, you know, you have so many options of things you could do. But maybe if you put a little more of one ingredient, a little, little more of another and less of this one and put them all together and just create something completely new and completely different, that's, to me, creativity. And by completely new and completely different, do you mean new to the person who's creating or new to everyone? That's a great question. Well, initially, you are creating something new for yourself, right? It's something that you personally haven't done before. It's your creation. And I think it it can translate to something that's new and creative for, for other people as well. Okay. I just, the only reason I ask is because um, I think that finding a definition for creativity is something that I've struggled with um, more recently, only because I wouldn't consider myself to be remarkably creative um in kind of in my field i'm a photographer and there are a lot of very creative people um and it shows in their work and i don't think that for me um i'm necessarily doing something that hasn't been done before but i think that where my creativity kind of comes in is in doing things that i've never done you know maybe other people have done it but not so much for me and i just wanted to kind of get your guys's thoughts on if you think that counts as creativity because I think that my issue is something that a lot of people can relate to because when you talk about creating something that's never been seen before that's kind of daunting you know it sounds like a really big task and that can be something that 
uh, prevents people from embracing their creative side. That's super interesting. Yeah, I've never heard a voice quite like that either. And I guess I'm going kind of going through the same thing because when you're trying to get on in the music industry, like you have to have a unique sound. Like if you're a copycat of somebody else, then like you might have some minor success, but you're never going to be even as big as the original person is because you're nothing more than a copycat. So you have to go out there and you have to like create your own sound. And it's not easy to do that. But I think the only way to achieve that is through experience to create some to create something you've never heard of before. I do think that there is creativity in um, doing something that's new just for yourself, but it's it's just good, like a pure experience thing until you can create stuff that's never been done before. I think it's literally just going to take experience. But yeah, I think for me, creativity is just in any sense is taking pieces and making a whole, making making a product, making a finished output with various inputs, yeah. whatever those inputs are, whatever those, however many, however, however small, whatever, it doesn't really matter what the inputs are because you can put in one thing and you can and get out one thing, but that there's still a creative process in that. Yeah, that's. So I think I really, for me, that's what it is. I really liked um, the analogy of the smoothie. Uh, I think that fits well with um, the idea that we've talked about as far as being inspired by people, because your um, experiences and the things that you consume um, that you use as influence is just it's an ingredient into the smoothie, and when that comes out, that's your unique style. So I think that was a perfect analogy. Yeah, and like you said, your unique style, right? That's that's the the differentiator between you and other, in your case, Chase, other photographers, mm-hmm. right? You know, um, photography is a it's a beautiful thing. You're capturing a moment. You're capturing a something that you know not everyone's going to capture at the exact same time and exact same moment as you in the same way that you're going to do it, whether it's including props or not. You know, um, whatever you whenever you find, uh, you know, even with any like musical artist or any painter anyone who's a, a, a who's using a creative outlet as their as their platform you know there's always going to be things that are similar to yours you know there's it's very hard to just create something completely completely different but as long as it has like your own flavor and your own thing i think that's what's most important yeah i definitely agree that's a good point because you can um and i think that's kind of the difference between inspiration um, and copying somebody, you know, like it becomes inspiration when you're putting your flair on it, as opposed to just directly copying it from whoever you, um, saw it from initially. And we've said, mm-hmm. we've said this before too. It's, it's still, it's okay to copy people when you're trying to learn, um, and you're trying to gain experience. It's okay to do that, but there is still an important distinction between copying and adding your own flair and just having inspiration from other people. Absolutely. So, um, Carlos, like what, what's your, uh, what's a typical day look like for you when you're trying to record a podcast episode and you got a lot of stuff going on in school and just like when you're really busy, how do you, how do you manage that? What are your personal habits? Yeah, I can, I can speak from my experience, um, earlier this year on that since recently I've taken a bit of a, a bit of a pause on the podcast, but from where, from the days that I honestly had, I felt like I had too much to do. I kind of really planned uh, planned ahead with my podcasts, so I made sure that you know whenever I spoke to a guest uh, about setting up the 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 the, the appointment to, to record that you know it was uh, it was like at least a week in advance, 
And at times I even try to record uh, a few episodes a week and not necessarily launch them um, at the same time. So kind of have them like uh, an archive of episodes that, you know, maybe one day when you when you find yourself, you have a little bit of extra free time in a weekend, you know, let's say on a, on a Saturday and a Sunday. Maybe, you know, that week before, since you know that weekend is going to be a little more free, you try to book, you know, three or four guests and record four episodes that weekend and not necessarily release them all, you know, that Thursday or that Monday whenever you release your episodes, but you kind of slowly uh, start releasing them. So in case you, you do you do come into a week where you are very busy and you don't have time, you, you personally don't uh, have time time to prioritize a podcasting because you have other things like school or work to prioritize, then you can still release an episode because you already, you know, had that pre-recorded one that you can release at a later date. Right. Yeah. So like, are you a big believer in the fact that like you have to plan out your, all of your time, um, before like you get to that moment. It's like you have to plan out the day, the next day before you get there. And prioritize what's going to get done and what's not going to get done and what can wait another week and whatnot. Be a big believer in that type of stuff. I do think you need some kind of structure um, and it does come to personal preference. I, I feel like without a structure for me, I I can't really be productive and I can't get many things done. Uh, I think there should always be room for spontaneity and room for, you know, being able to pivot based on whatever things happen. Because there's going to be things that you can't control that happen throughout your days. Um, but if you are staying on track within a certain structure, um, some kind of schedule that you can kind of be consistent with and always leaving gaps for, for other things to do. I remember earlier in college, I had to create a, a schedule for a class of literally every single hour of my week. So, you know, even the time I was sleeping, I had to mark that on the schedule, but every single hour of the week was blocked off with something. And that was the most cringy thing I had to do because that was just way too much structure, you know, way too much. So for me, honestly, if, you know, looking forward into the future, I, I, I want to be involved in an environment where I have a certain structure that I can follow, but I also have enough flexibility to do my own things and do what I want and, you know, leave room for, for something to change because maybe one day you want something to happen a certain way, but you know, you might change your mind and you have to be flexible about that. Are you doing your scheduling uh, daily or weekly? I try to do a little bit of both. Okay. So what I do is I use the reminders app on uh, on the iPhone and I kind of set myself reminders a, a day ahead or usually a few hours ahead, depending on what the, what the uh, situation is. But whenever I need something to do, I remind myself the day before. Um, if it requires some preparation, then I do it a few days before or a week in advance. But I have a reminder uh, pop up. And I've used this instead of a, of a calendar. Um, I used to have a calendar where it breaks, it's broken down literally from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. And on there, I would write down specifically at what time the event or that task needs to get done by. And I, I mean, I would look through it and I would try to plan ahead, but I still felt disorganized. So with the Reminders app, what I do, I just, you know, if I, for example, for this interview, when, um, when Asa invited me to come on the show, what I did uh, a week before, I set a reminder for the day before, so for, for yesterday, to remind me that, you know, tomorrow at this time, I have an interview, right? Because sometimes, um, you know, you might, you might forget or something might come up, but you have that reminder to, 
to to set basically at time blocked off already. So for really anything I've done um, this year, it's really helped me doing that, kind of having a reminder and a notification um, come up saying, hey, you have this going on, you have this. So well, the things I do need to get done, get done, but then I still have some flexibility to do other things um, as they come. I'm a big believer in that. I do the same thing. So I actually do, for particular events, I do plan it out on my calendar because um, with Google, you can just like create a new calendar and then you can check it and uncheck it so it's visible. And then I do the exact same thing. I set a, I set a reminder a day in advance and then I can follow up with the person and make sure like, hey, we're still on for tomorrow. All right, cool. Sounds good. Um, so I'm a big believer in in that kind of planning out uh, particular events. I love doing that. I feel like it keeps me mm-hmm. a lot more organized. Do you guys um, schedule out your lives kind of all the time? Like, is that something that you do consistently or is it something that you only do when you have a lot going on? I think it's important to at least establish a, a, a habit of scheduling some things out, whether you are um, really busy or not, because if you're not like, like I mentioned earlier, I, I kind of want to be prepared for, for, uh, for future things to come. So for a time that I, I, I am pretty relaxed and, uh, you know, having a lot of leisure time, I, I try to not take that as in, oh, okay, I can just sit back and watch movies all day and just completely, you know, let loose of responsibilities and whatnot. I, I try to still, you know, relax and enjoy uh, doing things I do. But at the same time, I still kind of want to have a little bit of structure just in case, you know, um, it doesn't seem something completely different, a complete shift um, of pace when, you know, something, when the week does get pretty hectic, you know, for finals or for exams or any big events in life. I like that. I think that was a good way to uh, explain. Asa, what about you? Honestly, I, I definitely don't plan out my, I, I don't keep the same schedule when I'm not busy. I definitely like work very hard when I am busy to make sure everything is planned out and things are going to happen the way I need them to happen. And I'm not wasting any time where I shouldn't be. Um, but I don't keep the same uh, rigidness in my schedule. And I kind of regret that, like honestly, because then it does lead to me being less productive. Like I need, what I started to do recently actually is just like set, I have daily goals that I try and accomplish every single day. Um, because like for me, like I have to practice making music every single day or else I'm not going to get better. Um, so I definitely like plan that type of stuff out in my schedule. And if I'm, if I'm busy with like, you know, a lot of school, I got a lot of midterms or finals or whatever. I, I definitely like plan out the time where I'm going to study for that versus where I'm going to make a beat or two. Um, but if I'm not as busy, I don't. And I think like it would, it would be more productive for me to do it if I was planning out everything, even when I'm not busy. Cause like, like Carlos was pointing out that when you do get busy, it's like a complete change of pace um, in your mentality and like just your day-to-day routine when you have to start planning out everything. It's it's like practice, you know? If you don't practice it all the time, it's you're not going to be as good at it when you need to be. So I think it's really smart to do it all the time. And you even if your schedule literally says relax, do nothing, you know, binge watch your n- new favorite TV series, whatever... I feel like scheduling that out would be even better than not and just like winging it day by day. Yeah, I actually know people who schedule out certain chunks of their day and for no 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 matter what, they, you know, have a their leisure time during that period. So it's like a scheduled out, you know, time where you, you know, do your music or you watch movies or you you draw whatever you like to do. So I think actually that's something I, I've been wanting to implement and just having blocked out times to to just, you know, 
sit back and relax and do what you love. I, um, I think I definitely share more similarities, uh, with Asa in the fact that I don't, um, plan myself, plan my days out, um, when I'm not so busy. Uh, but the one thing that I've been doing recently, I'd say starting in May or so is that I'll have a couple of things every single day that are happening no matter what. And that's been the way that I've kind of incorporated scheduling in. Um, and it's not so much putting it on the calendar unless it's something that I'm doing with other people like this podcast, or if I have a photo shoot with a client or somebody, then that'll go on the calendar just to make sure that, um, it gets done. But every single day, you know, I have one thing that I know, like this has to get done no matter what. And then the rest of my day is flexible, um, just to get that kind of balance. I think that's really similar to what Tim Ferriss preaches or talks about or writes about in his book. I'm not really sure where he talks about it, but um, I, I'm pretty sure he says to do something similar, like give yourself like your top five things you want to get done on a particular day and then prioritize those like on the absolutely has to get done or else this day was a complete waste type of stuff versus the stuff that it would be really good if I could get it done. But if I don't, then like it's not the end of the world. I can do it tomorrow type yeah. of stuff. Yeah. I feel like that's a really good way to go about doing things as well. Yeah, Tim Ferriss is the man. True. Honestly, I haven't really consumed too much of his content. I feel like I need to read his books, a couple of them, listen to his podcast a little bit more. Yeah, I, I actually have two of his books on my desk right now. <laughs> He's awesome. So I wanted to ask if you had any any tips for being more productive and efficient, because um, we kind of talked about more like general like long-term type of stuff, but like, what about like your daily, like habits of being productive and efficient? You got anything for that? Yeah. Something that has worked for me uh, pretty well. And I've, I've tested two, two different uh, methods for this. So it was introduced to me, I think sometime early in college. Uh, it was actually through, through one of the classes I took and it was essentially blocking out your, your time, um, into one hour. So let's say you're 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 you're, you're studying, right? So what you do is uh, for 50 minutes, five zero, you go full focus during that time, right? No distractions, nothing. You do what you were going to be doing for 50 minutes straight, and then you take a 10 minute break, and then you go walk around, get some water, use the restroom, you know, whatever 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 it means to just relax and not do and not think about what you were just doing, and then you go back and do it again, 50 minutes then 10 minute break. And then again, 50 minutes. But then after the third session, instead of 10 minutes, you take a 30 minute break, you know? So this, this break would be, uh, ideal for grabbing food or just maybe going for a longer walk, maybe listening to some music different than what you were listening to while you were studying. Um, I've tried this method with, uh, various activities, even at work, I, I work for 50 minutes and then I take a 10 minute break, but I ensure that I might try to make sure that during those 50 minutes, I'm, you know, doing my work and getting things done. I've also tried uh, a different approach, and it's a little bit, it's a shorter amount of time. And so you do 30 minutes, and then you do a five-minute break, and then 30 minutes and a five-minute break. And I think it just comes down to personal preference. Um, sometimes some people just really can't focus for 50 minutes straight. There has been some science behind it where you go into a low, low concentration period. Like during those 50 minutes, you go into a low concentration period, and then a medium concentration period, and then a high a high focus uh, concentration period in that but order in that order so it slowly gets more and more you become more and more focused and you start to completely 
ignore some things from from the outside and you're fully focused on your activity. I've personally experienced this a few times, but not every time I do it. So sometimes those 30 minutes helps me to be a lot more focused for a short amount of time. And I've actually felt sometimes more productive when I do 30 minutes instead of 50. Yeah, because I feel like 15 minutes for me is too long. I, I, I don't really focus on any one particular task for 15 minutes straight without taking some kind of break. Yeah. Um, I mean, that I definitely have done it before, like especially with music where I'll do that. But I don't know. For most stuff, like studying, I, I don't really go 15 minutes continuously without taking a single break. I feel like 30 yeah, minutes would be more appropriate for me. Yeah, 50 minutes is hard. <laughs> it definitely is. But um, one of the things that I like to do a lot of it's kind of a little bit different from that, but kind of the same idea is like, I'll literally set a timer or not a timer, a stopwatch. And I tra- I just track how long I do something for. Um, so like I'll get up in the morning, I go to the gym and before I leave, as I'm like walking out the door, I'll start my stopwatch. And then I don't, I, I keep track of how long I've spent at the gym because I don't really like to be at the gym longer than like an hour and 10 hour and 15. And that way I, I'm making sure like I'm not wasting too much time sitting at the gym in between reps or um, taking too much time just to like get from exercise to exercise. I'm like getting there, I'm getting my business done, I'm getting out. And I do that for every activity throughout the day. Um, and it just makes me a lot more aware of how much time is passing. And then like, I'm just, I'm more productive with that because like I realized, oh, I just, the transition from getting home from the gym to starting the next activity took me 45 minutes. You know, like that's way too long. Like that, I, it should have taken me 15, 20 minutes to shower and get ready for the day or whatever else, you know? So I've started to do that and it's, it's definitely helped my productivity quite a bit. And it's kind of the same idea, just a little bit, a little bit of different. Yeah, I think that's really cool. I think I'm gonna start trying that as well. Jace, how about you, man? What, what kind of productivity tips you got? I think that the only thing that I really implement is what I mentioned earlier about having the one thing that you get done um, or maybe a couple things um, in order to make it a little more applicable to everybody else. Um, Yeah, I don't know. That's really it. I don't really like I'm not a huge fan of the idea of like scheduling out your whole day or even timing places like timing the things that you do just because I feel like that kind of takes it makes what you're doing less organic, in my opinion, you know? I don't know about that. I don't know about that personally. I feel like for me, like when I make music, if I take a really long time on a particular project, it's not going to be as good as the project where I like, I sit down and I'm focused on it. And I like, all right, I'm not going to spend longer than 30 minutes on this beat because then like, I have to kind of stick with my instincts more for me Mm -hmm. personally, you know? So like that way, like, I'm just like, all right, does this sound good or not? Yes or no? Like it's, I don't, kind of ponder about it. I don't sit and think, all right, well, what could be better? What could, what could I do instead of this? Like, I just like, is this good or no? And then like, I move on. Um, so I think for me, it actually kind of helps my creative process and helps me be more organic in that sense. Do you think that that has anything to do with, uh, your confidence in what you're making? Uh, yeah, I would say so because like there's sometimes where I sit down and I, like I'm not feeling confident or like if I've had a day or two where I haven't made beats that I'm particularly proud of, then I'm not going to be as decisive because like, all right, well, decisions I've been making haven't been very good. So like it definitely has a lot to do with confidence because if I'm more confident, then I'm like, I'm going to know, all right, yeah, this sounds good or it doesn't. And I can immediately decide how to improve or if I need to abandon the project or whatever. So I, I, would, I definitely say confidence helps a lot with that. Yeah. 
And then um, on the flip side, if let's say you're in like you're in the zone and you're cranking out beats left and right and they're all sounding really great, you're really happy with them. Um, I feel like that having a set amount of time to work on something could, you know, take you out of that zone or not allow you to get in it, which is why I don't think it would be a good fit for me. I, I can definitely like that. That would be an issue. Um, and that's where you need that flexibility because if you're in that zone, you don't really want to leave. You don't want to have to force yourself to leave. So you have to be conscious of other engagements that require you to be there. Like I'm not going to be able to, if I was making beats before this and I was on a hot streak, then I can't just abandon you guys and not get to the, get to the podcast. I got to, you know, cut it short. But if it's just something that I had scheduled for the end of my day and I get started and then I have time to keep going after that, then like, yeah, I'm, I'm obviously I have time for that. So mm-hmm. I think having that flexibility that you mentioned in your day is really important as well. So like, it, it's all balance and it's all personal preference. Like th- there's no one yes answer no one correct answer that's going to fix all your problems and make you the most productive on the earth because everybody's different. They got to find the system that works for them. I think that's a pretty good takeaway for this conversation because even just with the three of us, we're on different ends of the spectrum. Asa, you're kind of in the middle. And then uh, Carlos and I are on either ends of how much we like to have our day scheduled out. Yeah. So, um, Carlos, like, what do you do? Like, if you find yourself and you have like you had an off day and like you didn't really schedule anything out and you're super um, unproductive. What do you do to kind of break that cycle? So actually recently I've uh, discovered a method for me to kind of, you know, bring myself back together. Um, you know, if I'm feeling unmotivated or, you know, unproductive, uh, I've actually started uh, to pick up boxing and it's been a, a, a basically a, a way for me to, kind of just release tension, um, you know, get back to being a little more productive because for example, I start my workout with, uh, with speed boxing and speed boxing requires, you know, a, a consistent concentration for a short period of time. And your, your, your hand to eye coordination, uh, drastically improves uh, the more you do it. So I feel like just having that concentration and being able to focus in that, in that moment, really kind of helps me uh, overall be a little more productive. And then what I'm doing, the speed bag, I mean, the the heavy bag, it's a similar concept, but um, I'm more focused, you know, it's just me in the bag and it's just kind of focusing on that one task uh, while I'm doing it. And I'm just releasing the tension and it's, it's worked out pretty great for me. I know for other people, there's probably different and maybe better methods for them. But uh, in my case, that's something I've, I've realized that has helped me. So do you do that usually in the afternoon or like, do you have a regular time that you do that? Or is it kind of just as you need it? Uh, right now I'm doing it two to three times a week and typically I do it right after work. So I'll get home around four 30, uh, Monday and Fridays. And then I just go straight and do it. And I try to find sometimes on Wednesdays or on the weekends to, to squeeze in that third day. Gotcha. Cause like for me, I, I like to work out in the morning. I feel like it's a good way to start the day. It's a good way to make sure that I get up because it's, an easy task to be excited about for me personally. Um, so I like, I love getting up early and going at it, but uh, there's been days like I have ADMs and like I, have, I struggle getting up early enough to get to the gym before my ADMs. Um, so on those particular days, I'll go to the gym in the evening. And what I find is that like, it's one, it's harder to go in the afternoon or at night for me. But like you mentioned, it relieves stress like so well, like having that physical output, you know, 
and being able to concentrate entirely on something else that's not whatever it is that's stressing you out, you know? So like, I definitely go back and forth on what what's more productive and better for me because like, I definitely love the stress release of getting in a workout um, and just to blow off steam. But I love how productive I feel after I hit a workout in the morning after I wake up. Yeah, the morning workouts are fantastic. And it's... Uh... It's something that I want to re-implement because I used to do it very consistently, but it has not been the same. My schedule has just changed up a bit, but uh, I do make sure that I, I try to get at least uh, my two two boxing workouts a week. And then, you know, having a more consistent schedule definitely helps. Um, you know, if you force yourself to go, you know, Monday, Wednesday, Friday mornings, and then you, you know, you force yourself to do it one week, the next week will be easier. And then the next week will be easier. And then it'll eventually become a habit. And then it'll just be something that you do, you know, it's part of your day. You know, actually going off of that too, I saw something that was really interesting on Instagram the other day. And it was talking about this guy who sets the, his whole idea in this particular clip was about how we set the bars way too high for ourselves. We, if somebody like if their goal is to get in shape, they usually start start planning out the whole workout routine, and they're like, "All right, yeah, so I'm gonna go to the gym five days a week, and I'm gonna hit the gym for five or not five hours, one hour every single day, or maybe two hours every single day, and I'm gonna eat this, this, and this." And it's like that's you're setting yourself up for failure because you're not gonna be able to accomplish all of that right from the get go, you know. Um, And we do that a lot with a lot of different things. We always set the bar super high for ourselves because that's kind of what we've been told to do our whole lives is the dream really big and like, you know, just set the bar high for ourselves. But Go hard or go home. But his whole idea was like, maybe instead of that, if your goal is to lose weight and you need to go to the gym and yesterday you didn't do a single damn thing, then your goal for the next day needs to put on your gym shoes. And that's it. Like that's, that's the goal for the day. And like, slowly build momentum. And like that, I'm not even joking like that. It, it, maybe you need to be and make steps that are that small because it's still momentum and it's going to carry like momentum is so huge because like when I go and I make two beats every single day for a week straight or two weeks straight, and then I take a week off when I try and come back, like it's harder to make a beat versus the day before I quit where I made five beats and it took me two hours to make really quality stuff, you know? And I think momentum is really really huge. Yeah. I think that's really key, man. Uh, Small incremental steps, you know, towards a greater goal is essentially what, like you mentioned, will drive that momentum, you know, from a very small task to lead to another, a a bigger task and then a bigger task and a bigger task. And it's it's just really something that that works, you know. And and before you know it, you're going to be where you want to be. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like that idea where it's like, do you want a million dollars today or do you want one penny that doubles every single day for a month? You know, it's the small things like they add up big time and it, it will make a huge difference, but you have to start somewhere and you don't want to set yourself up for failure because then that failure will be harder to overcome. Yeah. It's, I'm super glad that you mentioned that. And I think that was a great example. Um, and you touched on a little bit about how powerful momentum was. And I think that failure gains momentum quicker and its momentum has a bigger impact than anything else. Because if you think about people who start a diet and they miss one day, then they're like, oh, the whole, the whole diet, the whole plan is out the window. But people don't really have that mindset when they do something right. You know, if they're like, oh, like I hit the calories I needed to today, or I did the workout I needed to today, then that doesn't motivate them all in, you know, in most cases to 
do what they need to do for the rest of the um, period of their diet. But if they fail, that'll ruin the whole thing. And I think that the bigger um, change or the bigger the goal that you have, the smaller changes that you need to do. Do you think it's like a, yeah. a directly relation or directly uh, proportional relationship there? I think so. Because if you think, we'll, we'll just stick with the analogy of somebody that wants to lose weight. If you take somebody who is really overweight, let's say they want to lose a hundred pounds, then it's a fair assumption to make that their lifestyle, that a lot, they have a lot of things in their lifestyle that don't align with losing a hundred pounds. But the more changes that you try to make, if you try to change your entire lifestyle in a day, you're going to fail. You know, you're just setting yourself up for failure because like you mentioned, the expectations are too high. But if you start with putting your gym shoes on, like you said, or maybe not having dessert with one of your meals, then you're more likely to stick with that one change and then you'll be able to make another change. So I think that there is a direct relationship. And on the flip side of that, if you have somebody that's already living a pretty healthy lifestyle, you know, their diet is pretty good. They're working out consistently, but maybe they just have a couple pounds that they want to drop. Then they're going to have fewer things that they need to change. So I think that they can get away with making bigger changes, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love that. I love that. I didn't, I was, I, I was trying to figure out like, what's the relationship in the opposite direction if somebody has a smaller goal, but like, you're totally right. Like if, if they have a smaller goal, then that means they're already closer to it and they could probably get a lot closer to it by going straight for it. I liked it a lot. Carlos, congratulations, man. You're definitely uh, my favorite episode so far. Oh, thank you. I, ho- I hope hope it's the same for our listeners this time around. I really appreciate it, guys. Honestly, it's been it's been a really great experience being on the on the other side of the interview, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, so you said that you kind of taken a break. So when was the last time you actually actually uh, had a guest on your show and like recorded the podcast? Uh, it was actually it was actually the last week or two okay. weeks ago, but I haven't published the episode. Um, we're working together. To, uh, he's actually going to be helping me out uh, this week to to edit the episode um, because I want to do it. I, I want to try uh, to edit on Ableton, which is something I haven't done yet. I've used the um, I've used GarageBand um, in the Macs on campus, um, and what we're doing is since he, he's also a, a music producer. Um, I want to incorporate one of his uh, a, a part of his song. Um, that we analyzed in the interview into the into my episode, right? So I'm gonna I could do it at at the library, but I really want to learn to do it uh, on my own in my computer, just so I don't always have to rely on going uh, to campus and doing it myself there. Right. Um, so I really want to nail this and be able to use Ableton. Um, I was having a few issues, but uh, he'll be helping me out. So. Yeah, I'll, I am planning on releasing that soon. Um, definitely after after things uh, right. Either right before Thanksgiving break or right after, um, I'll have it ready. Good stuff. Good stuff. Do you feel like you're uh, you're ready to like get back into that and do it a little more consistently? Yeah, I'm actually thinking about how I'm gonna schedule it out uh, for for next semester. Um, I wanna. I used to do one one episode a week, and um, I think I've gotten to a point where I mean, unlike it's like every every creator, you know, they get to a, a certain point in their process where they they evaluate what they're doing and they they see if if it's uh it's if it's worth moving forward, if there needs to be a pivot, um, if you need to to stop and do something else. Uh, I've definitely hit a point where I don't want to completely stop what I'm doing. Uh, I think it, it is time for me to pivot into something that I, I will be more passionate about and more more engaged in. Because to be honest, you know, the first three months were 
when I was completely active and I was releasing one episode a week, I was, I was super excited about it. And it was, it was a very exhilarating experience. And it was something that I was always thinking about and always doing. Um, but then I got to a point where it wasn't, it wasn't the same, you know, and I want, and I was evaluating what, 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 what went wrong, you know, was I, did I start off, off with the wrong focus? Did something completely change? Um, did I just lose motivation? What would happen, right? That was looking for that one factor. And I started coming up with too many excuses. And then it became, you know, three, four months that I ended up not doing anything. So I think, uh, like you mentioned earlier, that momentum, you know, having that, you know, the small incremental, um, changes into into your routine it's something definitely i want to incorporate um, again and and bring back uh, i do think my podcast is going to be making a, a kind of a shift i don't know specifically what it's going to be um but i'm i'm excited to see where it's going to go um right now it's just it wasn't it wasn't my priority this semester since i really was loaded with a lot more classes than I, what I had when I started. I when I started, I was only with I only had two classes, so I had a lot more time freed up throughout the week to devote to it. But then, with five classes a semester and two leadership positions, I was getting a little overwhelmed. But um, I just think it gets to a point where you got to evaluate, and you know, because this is a hobby, and it should be something that should not feel like a a daunting task, and it should not feel like something you just have to do. It's something it should be feel like something you want to do and something you're excited about. Right, right, that makes sense. Um, so you, you kind of mentioned like you're trying to pivot, and you're you're not really sure where that pivot is going to take you. Um, but how how do you think is the best way to approach? finding a new way to take something. And like, that's kind of a weird question the way I phrased it. But like, what I'm trying to say is like, if you're looking for inspiration, where do you look for it? Personally, where do you personally look for inspiration? That's a, that's a great question. Um, I guess I'm still looking for it, you know? Um, and I don't even think that it should be outside inspiration. Uh, I think all the answers are, you know, already inside, like you already know what the answers are. You just kind of have to find them within you. Um, because for these kind of things, these uh, creative outlets, these these platforms for you to express your thoughts and everything, it's it's something that you can't Google and say, hey, what are my, what is what is my podcast going to be about? What what is my style going to be like? You know, it's not something you can just ask someone for. There might be someone who has a similar style than you that you want to, you know, be similar like. But at the end of the day, it has to be your own. And I think uh, the inspiration just comes from uh, self awareness. And from, you know, just working on your craft, like you said, I think it's fantastic that you work on, you do two beats a day and it's kind of become like a routine for you. I think that's, that's, that's something that more people should be doing. And that's something that I actually, I'm, I, that inspired me to, you know, take action forward and be, you know, working on, on my craft uh, daily as well. Yeah. Okay. I like that, that you already have all the answers. You just got to find them inside yourself because I can totally agree with that. And I think when you know, when you realize that's the answer, um, I think a good way to try and find that, it's like for you particularly, like just, I'm going to like give you a little bit of advice that I think you could try out and would that could potentially lead you to where you need to go. When you wake up in the morning, you're more at peace and centered than at any other point throughout the day because you're waking up from a subconscious state where your thoughts were entirely your own. Maybe like there was a lot of influence from other people, but at the end, like the thoughts were entirely your own. 
your brain generated your dreams. And even if you don't remember the dreams immediately after waking up, because that happens a lot of times, you just forget the stuff. The second you get on your phone, the second you talk to somebody, the second you read a newspaper, turn on the TV, whatever it is, your brain is already influenced by whatever whatever your influence was at that particular moment. So when you wake up, you're entirely uninfluenced by anybody else and it's just you. And that I think is the best possible time to find inspiration, um, especially when you're looking for it inside of yourself. And so I think when you wake up, if you can meditate, because I know you mentioned earlier that you, uh, like people have downloaded meditation apps. And I want to ask you, do you meditate? I used to. I used to. I tried it. And uh, it's something that I recommended to people just because when I did it for that short amount of time, it it was working for me. But um, I found that there was other methods that worked uh, better for me. Uh, Like I mentioned earlier, um, like a workout and, and boxing were essentially like a meditation to me. You know, I was, even though I'm focused on that particular task during that time, I still feel like I'm able to reflect, um, on myself while I'm doing it. Yeah. I don't know, it's, it's kind of, it's, it's kind of interesting. No, yeah. I, totally I, agree. I do I agree, agree meditation. Meditation really is a, a fantastic exercise. I maybe haven't found the, the right, uh, guided meditation for me. Um, the ones I tried were, were free for some point, but then eventually you had to, you had to do a, uh, you had to pay, but I think it's an investment in yourself and it's something, an investment in myself that I, I think will be worth doing. Um, I just need to find the, either the right platform. I know YouTube even has some guided meditation videos. Um, but even just sitting there, um, within your own thoughts without guided meditation is even, uh, extremely helpful. Yeah. Okay. I like that. Um, I never, honestly, I don't really know how guided meditation works. I don't never really tried it or been interested in it, but I think something that I need to start implementing myself is, uh, like I was saying, the whole point of what I was saying was that you can find the inspiration early on in the morning before you've had any other influence by literally anyone, your phone, TV, the news, whatever it is. Um, if you could meditate for 10 minutes in the morning, every single morning before you have any outside influence, I feel like you might be able to find your inspiration sooner than later. So, cause I know I tried yeah. that for a while. Um, what I was doing was actually was like, I was writing down my dreams because I, I personally, like, I don't really remember my dreams when I wake up and I've always been like that. But for a solid two or three months, I was every day. Like I, I remembered one, and I immediately wrote it down. And then the next day I remembered it. And then the next day and the next day, and I started remembering all of my dreams. Um, and I think that creativity from that helped me with making my music as well. I got more creative in that process through not even, like I wasn't even seeking the inspiration for music, but it just kind of impacted my entire world. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So I think that'd be, that'd be awesome. interesting for you to try. Um, just that meditation in the morning to try and find some inspiration. But or, or for anybody who's listening, who's trying to find some inspiration, just take that advice and like listen to yourself in the morning. Find yeah, some I think that's great. inspiration without any other influence. Mm-hmm. Which isn't easy because like immediately you roll over and you want to check your phone and see who texts you, what Snapchats you had overnight. Yeah, you definitely got to, it, it requires a little bit of discipline, right? But if you, at the beginning, if you force yourself to do it, you know, one day, the next day becomes easier and then the next day becomes easier and so on. Yeah, totally agree. Hey, well, I feel like this was an amazing episode and I'm super excited for our listeners to get to it. I, I honestly think this has been our best one so far. So thanks so much for coming on the show, Carlos. Where uh, where can everybody find you on social media? 
Yeah, so, so again, guys, thank you so much for having me. Um, it's really been an honor being here. I'm glad uh, I'm able to help you, you know, take on your your new podcast journey. Um, I think it's a, an awesome thing that you guys are doing. It's a, an amazing platform for people to really express their thoughts and to essentially just have conversations, meaningful conversations with others that are going to be, you know, hopefully helpful to other people, you know? So um, thank you guys again for having me. And on social media, you guys can find me on Instagram uh, mainly um, with Carlos underscore uh, Ribera, and that's R-I-B as in boy, E-R-A. Um, that's probably where I'm most active. Uh, if you guys shoot me messages for any questions you have, uh, that's where I'll um, most likely respond. Awesome. And uh, how about your podcast? Oh, yes. The podcast is Simple Lifestyle Podcast. And even if you guys just search up my name, you can find it on iTunes and Spotify and uh, Stitcher as well. Awesome, man. That's good stuff. Uh, and same for us, man. You can find us at, at, always, at underscore always create Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. Hit us up. Let us know how you create using the hashtag how I create. And let us know because we'll definitely be interested to hear about your particular story. Um, hit us up on social media. We'll get back to you. We love talking to you guys. We've had a couple people DM us and it's been really awesome getting to converse and understand where you guys are coming from. So thanks for so much for doing this episode. Until next time.